that Everyone got one What's your opinion? This is the rare one Tongues won't be bitten Ain't no rules Just spill it And anybody can get it No limit We get to kill it You tuning in to the thrillers And no, ain't no stopping Any topic Even the random I hope that you ready We entering in the zone soon We on a grown shit Welcome to the rare What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. We keep it real, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it Wakanda forever, y'all. <laughs> yeah, on this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Um, Chris Derrick is out today, and we got a dope show for y'all. So if you guys are grown, let's jump on in. So today, we got my sis in the building. <laughs> You didn't know it would be like that, did you? <laughs> she didn't know I had bars like that, Anthony. Look at that. <laughs> I didn't doubt you. No Hilarious. <laughs> so I want to welcome to the show, everybody. Writer, filmmaker, director, producer herself, H. Alberto. Hi. And the Bill <laughs> D. <laughs> I love it. I want to be introduced like that all the time. Exactly. Thank you so much for having me. This exactly. is exciting. Um, but we're going to get into your story. <laughs> um, um, Which one? Your whole story. <laughs> I got all the ins and outs. <laughs> um, yeah, but one of the things I wanted to have you on the show to talk to you about um, specifically is your new movie, Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe. That whew, take you a whole minute to say that, don't it? <laughs> I know. Every time someone asks me, I'm like, yeah, I'm out of breath. <laughs> um, but it's a great title it's the title of the book so. exactly yeah and then we got my man young uh filmmaker you guys know i like to have young writers and producers and directors and stuff in here to to, to get some game um anthony aliasi aliasi close close we'll take it we'll take it <laughs> i've heard much worse i've heard That's much worse. <laughs> yeah one of the students at usc i met you like it was a month ago a few weeks ago yeah you met me you came to our class actually right. you gave an amazing uh, like, I did, presentation for us T- it was great it was tell great. my sister i, I said i got him like, i got him like, <laughs> uh, and yeah i reached out you're like say less and exactly. here we are indeed, indeed. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming through man I yeah appreciate thank you it. for having me i was like i'm gonna have my sister on you gotta come see what we're doing because yeah. she's on the path I don't know you want to do yeah so <laughs> anyway so that's what's up so what's up, what's up H how you doing Come I'm good doing? it's gloomy and rainy in LA we need I kinda it I kind of low-key love it mm-hmm. yeah it's mm-hmm. cozy Indeed. except I didn't want to do anything today <laughs> I thought we were going to be on camera so I got dressed Oh, please. <laughs> We're going to be taking photos of you, though. Yeah. I go, I might make them tape a little 30-second 30, 30 spots every once in a while. We'll see. <laughs> uh, okay, good. Be ready. I got dressed. Here's what I found for me. We have videos, a couple of them. And what I've seen is, because usually it's several of us here. That's why we call the rant room. <clears throat> and people start acting different when the camera's on. Really? Yeah, they really That's do. Interesting. They start toning down what they even normally say. No, I feel say. like I thrive. I'm yeah, like, oh, so I'm like, no, I think we'll just keep it like it is. I get it. I <laughs> yeah. totally get it. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So let's go back. Tell everybody where you're from and how you got into the game. I'm born and raised in Miami. Okay, that's enough. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, I was born and raised in Miami. I've been in LA for 14 years and I started acting. That was like my first passion. My story is like an interesting one with the way I was like brought up. So movies and TV were always my escape. I didn't go to film school. Uh, Did I you hear that? Yes, USC. I, I I'm sorry. I'm it's saying, okay. It's okay. It's okay. I have like an aversion <clears throat> to academia, especially when, I, <laughs> no. when it goes to like creative. Um, yeah. I tried, but mm-hmm. it wasn't for me. I taught myself how to write by 
reading screenplays of my favorite movies while watching the movies mm-hmm. and i was like oh i get it and right. then i just started doing yeah. it yeah that's basically what we do so i know there you go <laughs> without the tuition without you just the tuition. i was gonna say you just exactly. pay for it big time right <laughs> oh my gosh don't even want to talk about that <laughs> i feel like i made like i appreciate it though and i think everybody has their own path because yes. there's no like clear path on i didn't go to yeah. i didn't go either so, yeah. yeah so there's not like a right way to do it but it just wasn't for me yep. at yeah. all you know yep. And, and you you learn on the job. You I learn bet on the you job. learn doing those short films and writing and reading. And that was the yeah. thing. I, when people ask me like, "What does it take?" I always say like, "Don't wait for permission and delusional confidence." Speaking so of. that's um, <laughs> that's really what I think mm-hmm. I stand on, mm-hmm. and what's true for me, and what started opening doors for me. I just like didn't wait. I grabbed my friends and started making things. I mm-hmm. like wrote things. I did things that I wanted to do. Right. There was never with a lot of money, but <clears throat> I was, here I am. Anthony and I were yeah. talking a few minutes ago about the indie world. I was telling him I've produced probably 30 different projects in the indie world before I ever moved over and started working with Ben. And I was like, and I was telling him about a lot of secrets and stuff that I do to get production value, whether it's on or off the screen. Mm. <clears throat> and I was talking about like little things that I do on the screen to get production value and things that I do off the screen, which is like, just as an example, I was telling him, <clears throat> like when you're dealing in the independent world, you don't have, you know, 12 trailers down there. No. You might have your friend's bedroom where the actors are at, or, you know, for example, right? So I do things like taking it a step forward and making sure that all of my actors, all of my, like my, my, my director, my DP, I go out of my way and ask them, is there anything you need on the set that's going to make you comfortable? Mm. <clears throat> and I say, for example, when I'm directing, I need a hot chocolate from Coffee Bean and a little pack of red vines. Hint, right? Uh, <laughs> you know you want some of the so red vines, girl. <laughs> the first thing I saw when I walked in, I threw it in. <laughs> She's like, I'm trying to get them abs right now. <laughs> I'm looking, though. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm offering them something that I know I can get. Now, I don't go get it. My assistant or another PA sure. goes to get it. But as soon as I'm here, the OH is here, I beeline over to the crafties. I get it for you. I introduce you to the set, and I hand you your hot chocolate and, and whatever. It's just about the little things where you feel like, oh, he really he heard me. I absolutely yeah. agree. You know what I mean? To me, it was I started every day on set with saying like, this is going to be hard. It's going to be stressful. So right. let's try to. It's a story about love. So right. let's lead with love. Yes. And I think that really set the tone on a daily basis mm-hmm. where like things never escalated to a degree that I've seen on other sets mm-hmm. and I've, I've been told I run a firm but warm set <laughs> so I should catch you y'all should catch you <laughs> but I wanted to cultivate like an environment of love because at the end yeah. of the day you need everybody that's there mm-hmm. right and they're all contributing and I listen to everyone and I think the the, the beneficial part of that is that they could elevate your vision right, right. I'm never mm-hmm. right I know what I want and how can you make it better right so yeah right. I think that's important let yeah. me ask you about growing up in Miami. Um, what was it like for you back then, you know, before you transitioned and all this stuff? Like, how did you, you know, survive back then? What, what was it like for you? I would cut you. I would cut you. <laughs> you Miami is really it. hard. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a hard, tough place to grow up in. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of it. Okay. It's taken me a long time to kind of like embrace it because of all the trauma that it caused me, right? right? right. It's like, to me, it's the epicenter of toxic masculinity, which is cultural Mm. to like the huge Latino community that's there. 
I think it's <laughs> racism in Spanish, like right. racism to each other, racism to black people, because like color colorism is rampant. It's a real thing. Yeah. This is a dangerous podcast. For it's me a real in. thing. It's real, it's and it's just like thing. you feel it, and it's palpable, and you don't know any better to start like expanding right. and like leave there, and it's like, oh shit, this like fucked me up, and mm. you had to you have to unlearn right. so mm-hmm. much of like the things that where you're from taught you and the people around you that you trusted, which is never like, I think intentionally bad, right? Yeah, I think right. it's like everybody sort of exists in a survival mode in Miami. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the heat. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but everybody's ready to throw down at right. any given moment. And so you just like build a thick skin. But I was mm-hmm. always relentlessly me. I just had to figure out what that me was, you know? Right. Yeah. You're, um, I was thinking about, I was reading your, your, your pilot. I can never pronounce it, so I'm not going to try. It's That's what I said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about that story about, you know, this, this, this kid who is going through, you know, her own, trying to find who she is, mm. <clears throat> and the connection to you and the things that you went through. And I, rec- I recall, forgive me if I'm jumping or crossing any lines, did did you end up you and your dad went on a, a run for a while or something? Dad, dad really. So my, fa- well, I, haven't, I don't think I've ever talked about this story. My father was a drug trafficker in <laughs> Miami in the eighties. Oh, wow, wow. Um, the which prime was like, of it all. <laughs> it was really common, yes. and he was eighteen, seventeen, and I was on the way. And mm. what are you? And he grew up in the hood. What are your options? Right? right. These are mm-hmm. all things in retrospect that I figured out after like I resented him for so long. <laughs> Um, of like, oh shit, you didn't have many options. Had you mm-hmm. been born into different circumstances, you'd probably be the CEO and run some company, right? right. Yeah. right. But he was really good at what he did. And then um, he became a fugitive, and my family and I were lived on the run off and on for like eight <laughs> years. Wow. wow. So that story is inspired by that. It's so good, too. Oh it's so, Thank you. One of the things you're really good at is um, putting you in the perspective of a character. Mm. Like you're really with them, you know, which is hard to do. I talk to writers all the time about, I feel like you haven't figured out the choreography in the scene yet. Mm. <clears throat> and I feel like you have figured out, like, y- I, here's what I feel like. I feel like you're on your feet acting it when you're doing it. I think, well, you know I have saying? an acting background, right. as I said. And so, like, I think that is how I approach my writing, mm-hmm. which is also how I approach my directing. And it's always really visual. And it really helps me sort of, like, block a scene right. to understand a scene. Right. So thank you for noticing oh, that. That means definitely. a lot. Between <laughs> acting, writing, directing, do you have a favorite? Or I don't act blind? anymore. I haven't oh, acted okay. in How come? many years. It's just my heart wasn't in it. I was at mm. a casting. of. I was trying to do that out here for like five years. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, this is not my world. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. like reflecting back, I was like, oh, I've always written. I've always mm-hmm. wanted to be a writer. I've always wanted to build worlds. And that's when I gave myself permission to just start making stuff that I yeah. had already written, but like for whatever reason, didn't think I could have a career in it. Right. Yeah. When you grow up in a place like Miami, mm-hmm. you don't realize that you could make money off of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let me ask you, um, so what finally got you to LA? What was the, the, the journey? Or, or, Acting. I was like, was I it? had done so many commercials mm-hmm. in Spanish and English oh, really? for like every fast food restaurant you could think of, <laughs> every car you could think of. Cute. And then I was like, okay, I, could, I have enough of a resume to go and like <laughs> go to LA. And then I started like reaching out to agents, pretending I was like another 
agent Manager from Miami, <laughs> and that's how I got my first agent. I've never oh, said wow. that. Out. I've never said that out loud. Though. Oh, <laughs> that's how you do it, though. So yeah, many yeah, people yeah. do that. So many people. That. Yeah. I had a manager for years when I was an actor who was another actor who used to do that and eventually ended up making this fairly big company no with all these actors, you know, who were working. Amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I remember we had, um, remember the actor Robert Blake from Beretta? Yeah. We had his son, Noah. Like, it was like a lot of people in there who were like, oh, that name or that name, you know? Amazing. That's, yeah. that's cool. Okay, I didn't. I mean, but that I was somebody who would put on a fake little accent and pretend like he was British. And like, so I never, was I never, like, had a phone call. I was always email. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and I had a friend in Miami. I was like, if anyone ever calls me. <laughs> 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 um, but that's how it worked fairly quickly. And I was, like, right. with an agency. And then it was that journey of, like, doing more commercials here, but, like, never sort of being in a space that I wanted to be. And then mm-hmm. looking around. Mm-hmm. and being like oh this is like a lifelong sort of commitment that's like a really hard life right. I mm-hmm. have to find a different path mm-hmm. and that's where like the writing sort of kicked off thank god yeah and see that's the thing that I talk about all the time <clears throat> one of the, the the type of person I don't like it's somebody and we all have them in our families and in our lives that person every time you talk to them they're like oh I'm supposed to start doing this mm-hmm. and the bitch never starts doing it I know yeah. you know what I mean well, I think we're all run on fear, right? Yes. And, like, that's a real thing, and I acknowledge that. I sort of, like, try to externalize it at this point in my life because right. it's, like, it ran me for so long, whether it be my identity mm-hmm. or, like, holding me back from my career. Right. But, like, having to survive and right. trying to create a path for myself and get out, getting out of Miami, mm-hmm. there is, like, a relentless spirit that you sort of build, right? So yeah. that's what... I wasn't going to sit around. I had to make it work. <laughs> Every, everything that's happened for me, I've made it happen, mm-hmm. you know? We were just talking about that. Yeah. Right? yeah, we were. Yeah. No, exactly. Like, kind of the environment. And if you're in an environment where you kind of have to fight to do what you want to do versus, you know, being born in L.A. where it's just very kind of handed to you, like, it does build a lot of character. And I feel like then when you come to L.A., it kind of gives you an advantage in that sense. Because especially in this industry, you have to fight, you know, so much to do what you want to do. And so, if you grew up from Miami, or like you were saying, your environment or my environment, Where did you it just drive? builds that character. I'm actually from the desert part of California, so about <laughs> southeast of Palm Springs. Okay. Um, not the nice part, though, just the dirt. <laughs> so, like, Salton Sea? <laughs> yeah, like, closer to, like, Yucca Valley, like, okay. um, past yeah, Morongo. Yeah, that's really specific. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, literally. And, like, where I'm from, there was no arts. Um, there, like, the film wasn't really a thing. And I remember, like, I knew from a very young age I wanted to do film. Mm. And that just wasn't a thing people did. A lot of people went into construction or other kind of, yeah. like, blue-collar jobs. And so, kind of, like, presenting that was always kind of, like, I'd get... Like, uh, like people would be like, oh, really? Like, are you sure? Like, you just want to be like a rock star? Like, you know, are you going to sure. change your mind? And so a lot of it was just having to fight for what I really wanted to do. And like when I applied to USC, being like, no, this is what I want to do. And so I feel like now that being in L.A. and trying to do what I want to do is like a director, writer type of deal. Having that past experience has helped me a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, because it's like I understand, you know, like I'm a fighter and I will continue to fight for what I want to do just because I grew up in an environment where that was necessary. You had to. Yeah. yeah. I try to sort of like reframe that narrative for myself because I don't want to keep fighting. So mm-hmm. I'm like, mm. I'm putting down my dukes. I mean, <laughs> they're there if I need them. Right. But like, I don't need to fight anymore. Yeah, and I, I like think that. that like, if you're leading with truth and like what your passion is, like the fight becomes a different version of fighting. Right? Agreed. Yeah. It's Agreed. like fueled by love. It's fueled by what 
feels true to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sounds really Pollyanna and like bullshit and no, cliche, I, but I it's get it. real. Cause it, but that's like, maturity yeah. too. You realize true. That. that's yeah. It's retrospect, and it's, but it's also for like people like us, like mm-hmm. people of color, mm-hmm. or people who are marginalized. The, the word fight is so common for us. And I'm yeah. just trying to kind of like ease and soothe that. Speak on it. You know, because mm-hmm. it's just, um, we don't need a fight anymore. Yeah. Right. You know, right. I have I don't have anything to prove. I'm not I don't suffer for from imposter syndrome either. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. I think a lot of people like us oh, do. Yeah. And yeah. I just like refuse to sub- subscribe to that narrative. Right. Like I earn this. I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm good enough to be here. You know, my mm-hmm. ideas matter. Yeah. But what is true is that no one's going to wait for permission. <clears throat> no one's going to give you permission. No one's going to come and save you. No one's going to do it for you. Like no one's going to sometimes tell you that you're good at it. Yeah. And you that's where the delusional confidence comes in. And you're like, I, for whatever reason, I know I'm good enough to be here and I'm going to keep going. Yeah. It, and see, to me, it's the little things that help you to get that. Yes. You know, like you need the um, the validation. You do. You know, tell her about, if you don't mind, I don't know if you can say yeah, it online, definitely. about the, the short you did. So he's working at this company. And you, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm working at this company called Morning Moon Productions. And so I developed a short film uh, called The Undergraduate. You know, when you think of a college film, like what films typically come to mind? About college? Yeah. Rushmore was the first one. Mm. Yeah, right? Rushmore, like Animal House, all these these films like that from the 70s, 80s, whatever. Rushmore is from the 90s. That was from the 90s, right. Before (laughs) my time, before my time. Oh, my God. How old are you? Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's funny you said Rushmore. Now I'm seeing you in your direction. Yeah. You really have that. You know that I the what that Wes Anderson. Uh, well, I'm not saying you're Wes Esther. I'm not saying you're that, but you, 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 you're very cinematic. That's all I mean. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah, but to that point, like all those films kind of share this trait of like showing college in a very positive, almost unrealistic light, like mm. Rushmore, which is a film I do love. Um, but it, you know, it is very sappy, and like even the other films are very party esque. And if I'm being perfectly honest, like I've had kind of a difficult college experience just due to like personal as well as like uh, mental health reasons. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, actually as a filmmaker, I looked to films to be able to identify and relate to. And what I found for college films is there was none. And so I eventually got really fed up and I was like, all right, like I'm gonna watch The Graduate, the most <laughs> famous college film of all time. Um, I watched it, it was nothing about college. No, and then no, by no. then I was like, all right, I'm gonna make The Undergraduate. And then that's where it kind of was born from. That's cute. And that's so cute. The Undergraduate's about, you know, student mental health and it's a very realistic portrayal of college life um, and it's about a student who has to submit his exam before midnight and he only has two hours left it's very much you know think like Sadie Brothers Uncut Gems mm. um, but also like a mix of Whiplash meets Euphoria okay um, and so you know we uh, I wrote the script and the company that I worked for was really kind enough took a gamble on me to uh, fund it so we got it funded um, our lead actor is actually Carl from The Walking Dead <laughs> uh, which was That's really really exciting That's good. Um, and so, yeah, we filmed that in June. We actually filmed it at UCLA, Did believe it or really? not, not That's USC. Oh, wow. And I have to trash USC for a bit. They Their permits were more than the entire film's budget. Wow. Like to, As a student there? Yes, even as a student, wow. even about the story being about mental health, to film in a library for six hours, for just one day, for six hours, was $10,000. Wow. And it was just like, oh, no, nah. <laughs> like, we ain't doing that. And so we approached UCLA. We're like, can we film here? We did all that. They're like, oh, yeah, no bet. Like, they gave us the biggest discount. Amazing. Um, and we're like, all right, like, this is, I guess. So it's all is, in one location? Yeah. yeah so it's all contained. at UCLA. Yes. It's very, very contained. Yes. 
Um, I am a Trojan, but I do have to give him a shout out. Like without UCLA, <laughs> give it to him. Give it to him. Yeah, I don't know if this film would have been possible. Um, and yeah, right now we're in the editing process, and we just got a shout out actually a couple days ago by Entertainment Weekly. Congratulations! So yeah, that was really really exciting. That's exciting. Um, and yeah, we're hoping to be done in January, and then you already know, like we're submitting to Con, mm-hmm. Sundance, Tribeca. Yeah, do the whole thing. And seeing, I can't yeah, wait to see it. No, I'll definitely How are you, show it to you. How's your mental health <laughs> <laughs> during the editing? Oh, don't ask process. me. <laughs> during the editing process. Oh that's man, really difficult. It is honestly. I think right now it's super difficult because I'm still in my classes, mm-hmm. and it's our second to last week. Next week is finals and so juggling that right now with like the film and all of that has been super intense mm. like i'm reliving the film over again yeah but you know i know once it, the third time you produce it yeah but once that's kind of more done then i think it'll get better but um i think to that note though like it's really really important to kind of break down those stereotypes and i really love that you're bringing up what you're saying about miami because I know, at least from a younger generation, when we think of Miami, a lot of times we think of, like, spring break sure. and partying and, like, how Miami is portrayed in movies of, like, this glamorous, like, nightclubs. Mm-hmm. And even from what you're saying right now, like, that wasn't the case. No. And so I think of, like, you know, sharing that and breaking down those stereotypes. To me, it's, like, that's what I love to do through my work. And Yeah. yeah. I think it's important and I exist like that, too. And it's also demystifying this industry. Exactly. Wow, because it's right. really hard. And the editing process almost broke me. And I, mm. like, sat and I didn't know if I could do this forever. Yeah. Because mm. it was, once you get to, like, a certain level or there's more people involved, there's more voices that are influencing what you feel is your creative and that you want to nurture. And it's not always the case. If I recall, you were saying with Aristotle, you actually had... Like another, was it an hour? It was something. You cut. You ended uh, the, up cutting the it? cut of like the script <clears throat> with like the editor's cut with everything in it right. was two hours and forty seven minutes. Wow. The movie oh, that wow. exists now is an hour and a half. <laughs> that was so, but sometimes you just got to compromise, yes. right? There's yes. a lot of compromise that goes in it, and it was my first, and like mm-hmm. I was very aware of that. But it was a seven year journey for me. Oh my gosh! So mental health wise, mm-hmm. it was a lot of negotiating and a yeah. lot of like leaning on people that I trusted and loved to kind of walk me through it because it was really hard Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like full candor and it's really hard to make it and it's really hard to sit at the table and it's really hard to get your foot in the door and like people never talk about that you know and it's like it took me 10 years I've been in LA for 14 to kind of like sit (laughs) for the first time like the Mm -hmm. Sundance episodic lab really changed things for me Mm -hmm. with that script that pilot that you mentioned oh nice that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. I can see that. It's such a Sundance movie. Yeah. Totally. It, it was so, like, <clears throat> that lab, like, it, I met Lee Eisenberg, who mm-hmm. brought me on to my Little America, which was okay. I was going to ask you, how did you get on that? Yeah, okay. it was yeah. through that. And then in Latoya Morgan, mm-hmm. I met her at that. Mm-hmm. And then I was on Duster with J.J. Abrams right. on that wow. show at HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So, like, that program just is, like, changed everything it changed everything and it like from there i was able to like build other relationships and like it validated me and through that process i was trying to make aristotle and dante but i wasn't like worthy enough or ready enough to like direct it which i understand now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and so there was other directors explain explain that for the kids who don't quite understand which part now you understand why uh so yeah so like i was at i was in a different stage in my career so i was like a writer with a strong script that was based on a really popular book so there was an ip that made it desirable so there was other directors attached and there was a bunch of false starts there was other production companies always knowing that like it was for me to direct so i was Mm -hmm. like okay cool fine like 
this is just like I'm going through. The so do you process. wrote it on spec initially? Or I wrote it. I found the book. I read it. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody knows this story, but like, forgive I, me. I'm just no. It's yeah. okay. That's why I never like leave yeah. it there. But yeah. like, I read the book and I fell in love with it. I had a producer friend figure out if the rights were available. I thought they wouldn't be because it was like so undeniable to yeah. me. They were, and then I wrote the script on spec. I contacted Ben, who's the writer, mm-hmm. and I was like, yo, I did this thing and I want to meet you. So I went to El Paso, where he lives, and on the plane, I was like, oh my God, wait. <laughs> it's like, what if this guy's like a total creep? <laughs> <laughs> but he had written Aristotle and Dante, so there was it was impossible. Mm-hmm. And then we spent four days there, and at the end of that, he's like, these boys were mine, and now I give them to you. Wow. wow. And I was like, oh shit, like, what do I do now? Mm. And then that's where Outfest introduced me to Valerie Stadler, and oh. Valerie and I started developing the script. So it was like, that was a long process. Mm-hmm. And eventually, when like I did the lab and all these things, and I like my profile had grown, um, I Lin Manuel Miranda had done the audiobook because oh. I discovered how popular the book was oh after the fact, mm-hmm. and like kids had tattoos and all these things. <laughs> but anyway, so Lin Manuel had done the audiobook, and I was like, he needs to be involved. Right. So we sent the script to him the traditional route. That didn't work. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to tweet at him. Mm. So I tweeted at him. Mm. 20 minutes later, he replied. And then three months later, he was in LA and agreed to be a producer on the film. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. See, that's power Twitter. You you were talking about that tenacity and that, that, you know, that that fight that you got to have. You got to, that's the cool thing also about, and I don't know how you feel about this now, you know, 10, 14 years later. Sometimes I miss not knowing things. Could you take more risks when you don't know? That's true. You know what I mean? Yes, that is very Interesting. true. It's and I also like it was a version of a fight, right? Like I was like I needed to figure out a way to be validated so people could notice me so then I could do the thing, you yeah. know? And yeah. like those were the steps that I figured out, but like I wasn't going to sit and wait for someone to come to me and find me because that's not realistic, no. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people move out here and just like I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that. Mm-hmm. I love the dream, but there's like a lot of work and a lot of patience that goes into it right. you know and that's not even talk about the hurry up and wait you know? the what? hurry up and wait exactly <clears throat> you know the whole thing is that even when you're about to get staffed you're like well we're doing the contracts well we're you uh, know in negotiation <laughs> well we have to push the room well I mean, it's like there's always some even shit. when you're in the room and it takes like a month to get paid <laughs> right. it's like okay but i need to eat you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's just like it, i don't have, it's crazy to me how long everything takes every mm-hmm. single because it's thing. so many hands and it is a long time commitment and like now i'm really careful about who i engage with yeah. you know and like that is a privilege of where i am in my career but I um I refuse to work with assholes. Right. Yeah. When did when did you get with UTA and Gina and all them? So Gina was my <coughs> agent at um Gina was my agent before I was even in a room. Oh. I had done the lab. Okay. Um a friend of mine, Bianca Casada, had sent her my script and introduced me to her. And mm-hmm. I really wanted to like work with Latino representation. Mm-hmm. And so, Gina's my favorite person to work with. I love her. Gina's my favorite, one of my yeah. favorite humans. Don't tell her that. <laughs> <laughs> she gonna listen to this. She knows that. <laughs> she, she, knows. Hear it. She, she also knows how I feel about her. She is, <laughs> she's a ride or die. Um, so she, I met Jairo Alvarado, too, who's my manager. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, there is Latinos that exist. Yeah, that's right. And there's a shorthand and an understanding with these people. And, like, so Gina was my agent at Verb. Oh, okay. Um, and then when she moved to UTA, she took me with her. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice and I, she was my person. Like, I loved Verb. 
and it was uh-huh. a hard decision to make. But anywhere Gina went, I was going because it's really about the agent, not the agency. T- yeah. Let me tell you, Gina doesn't take no for an answer. No, which I love. I feel like reps I've had in the past, I'll ask them something, and they'll be like, "Well, they said no," instead of. She's like, I know you said no, but let me tell you why. Yeah. But let me like she constantly makes you go, All right, let me take a look at it again. Like, I can't tell you how many times she's done that. Yeah. Well, I have to go back and review it again and be like, Oh yeah, I did maybe I did miss some shit. <laughs> like yep. you know what I mean? Like you could turn your manner and be like, Let me meet let me meet that writer. Totally. It, and it's that's happened. what it, that's yes. what it is. Yes. <laughs> she's great at that and I think it comes from love and like genuine it's authentic. It's not like she's right. bullshitting like a lot of agents do right it's yeah. like she believes in whoever she's representing and that to me is invaluable for sure for sure so did you choose because i'm really unfamiliar with kind of how this okay. whole process works and to me it's like so exciting because it's like this whole other world that i'm like i know barely i love trying your to little like, bright eyes no right <laughs> i'm like don't, don't you remember to, that <laughs> <laughs> <I> do. Do. <laughs> absorb all of this like did you choose her or did she choose you or like it's how just, did that it's work mutual right like they, yeah when you're <laughs> The Lynn piece really helped. So mm-hmm. I like also equate like Lynn's validation of me to like a big sort of deal to yeah. why I was able to like kind of be able to choose. So mm-hmm. I met with a bunch of people, you vibe it out. Mm-hmm. I like would have really extensive conversations. So it was like two hours with Gina and the rest of Verb. It was two hours with my manager. Mm-hmm. And um, that was just getting to know them. And I did that with like a bunch of people during that time. And ultimately, I was like, "Yeah, I want to be with you." Yeah, yeah a lot of people you know when, right away too. So yeah, when when you get to that place, like they came after me, you know. What yeah. I mean, so it's like um, you get to the place where they are coming for you. Like yeah. if your film does well, even short, sometimes you'd be surprised. Yeah, if it does well and goes to some of the festivals, like she's been in it, it'll things can turn. They do. They happen. <clears throat> it does. And so a lot of people are reaching out. People are like writing me letters, right. like, "Oh my god, this and that," and like they. They boost your ego. Yeah. yeah. And they tell you, we're going to make you the next Issa. We're going to do whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. And you have to be sure. My thing that's important to me, and I get a sense it's important to you, I got to be able to be myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I'm a little silly. I need to be able to be me, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And and I'll never forget, I told my reps, I said, when, they, when everything was done, we were sitting at the table at, at the, the company, and I said, um, they were like, do you have anything else? I said, I have one more thing. I says, <clears throat> I know I'm a black man. I know the script you read was some black characters in it, but I live in a white man's world. Mm-hmm. And I, my husband's white, and my entire life, don't assume because I'm not white that I can't write them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed when you guys can write us. Yeah. Right? So if all you guys are sending me out of that, I'm walking out. Yeah. I said it in the room. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so you got to know your worth, as what she's talking about, right? And I needed to make sure that whoever represented me was the type of person who fought for me, black, white, don't matter. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I'm more than just the script you saw. Exactly. You know and I mean? that's <clears throat> very important right. to me. It's like, I don't want anybody to lead with my identity or like what I am or what like makes me different. Like I've, it has worked to my advantage. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, but... I'm more than that. And yeah. it's like it informs my perspective, but it is in my whole story, right? right. And I think that's important with everything I write. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's um, And that was something that I said in the room as well. It's like, right. you can't niche me because I refuse to be niche. And being myself was very important. Mm-hmm. I'm complicated, you know, <laughs> in the best sense of it. And yes, I love that yes, about me. Yes. It's not that I'm difficult mm-hmm. or that I'm like a diva, right. but yeah. like I, I'm 
complicated. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's yeah. a lot of nuance to who yes. I am, and like, um, I needed someone to like understand that and sort of be supportive of that. And, and see, like, there's I a lot of understanding of. Do you mind me asking how old you are? Uh, I'm 22. Actually, okay. it was just my birthday uh, this past Sunday. Oh, what's up, man? Yeah, Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Are you a Sagittarius? Young self. I am. Oh, never. I am a Sag- <laughs> Sorry, I just had to say I'm a Sagittarius. A Sagittarius. Yes. He's Sagittarius. North. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> as if. As if. <laughs> but yes, yes. Uh, what were you saying a minute ago? You said something. Uh, I'm 22. Oh, it was something you might have said. Oh, about the, uh, about the agent. About kind of knowing... The I don't know. I had a question for you. Now I can't remember what the fuck it was. Forgive me. Right. This is what happens when you, when you just be talking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what, talk to me just a little bit about what your experience was like working in um, uh, Little America and, and Duster with, with my girl Latoya. I I love both of those experiences. Mm-hmm. It was my first room, so I was like really wide eyed and like Little America, and it was really hard. It was like writing eight different pilots because it's all based on true <coughs> stories. Right. They're real people, mm-hmm. often living, so you have to like distill this epic life into a thirty minute episode. Right. But I love that show. It's coming out December 9th. When does this come out? Uh, Monday. Good question. Oh, oh Monday. wow. Okay, Monday. so December 9th, Little mm-hmm. America. Awesome. Perfect timing. Um, yeah, perfect yeah. timing. I, unfortunately, my episode didn't get produced. That's a whole different conversation for a totally different, different day. Story. But that's the other thing of like mm-hmm. the industry. Like I wrote an episode, like it was one of the ones and you just, sometimes it doesn't work out, yep. Yeah, you know? Um, but I was involved in the stories that were told and I'm really, really excited for that show. Ooh, and I'm then excited. Duster was great. Duster was like a how, how did you oh you were in the you met you met her there at Sunday I met also? her there so we had a relationship okay. and she right. is the kindest love human being in this industry yeah, it's my sister right there I love, love her with <clears throat> all my heart and she knows shout that out too. to Latoya Morgan yeah what's up yeah she's brilliant she worked on The Walking Dead she just oh, wow. leads with such a soft hand and is um really good at what she does yeah. turn all kind of shit yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. to meet her <laughs> she's a I hate to she's say a bad a, I hate to call a woman a beast she's a beast <laughs> you she know is, what I mean? She's a beast of a woman. I mean, yeah. in a positive way, and she know it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, cool. So you did those shows. And then right after, okay. so while I was in the duster room, it was a, a 20-week room. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was extended, and then I could only do two more weeks of that. I took a break and went to Hawaii. <laughs> and then I came back, and we got into pre-pro for my film. No. So then we started that October of 21. Wow. Yeah. So what was September it like? September through, we wrapped November. What was it like shooting during the Rona? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> it was... Um, the Rona. We, uh, Valerie and the other producers of the film were really smart. So our shoot was from Wednesday to Sunday. Mm-hmm. So weekends weren't an option for people. So I think it kept everybody safe. But there were so many details and like sort of like rigmarole that you had right. to get through. Everybody was tested every day mm-hmm. um, throughout the entire process on set. We didn't have a super long <clears> shoot. <throat> um, we contained it as much as possible. So it was hard mm-hmm. but we did I was probably like there's always one person on set that never wears their mask I was that person <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. let, me, let me ask you a quick question I was thinking about there's a couple times when you guys go back to the desert like to that beautiful spot where they look up at the stars mm-hmm. and stuff like that did you guys kind of block those where you guys just stayed there and shot all those things that was our shot okay. yeah within like three or four days we okay. were in that it was in Acton and then the rest of it we shot in Pomona 
Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny you mentioned that. My <laughs> my last short, we actually filmed in Joshua Tree. Yeah. And so in that desert, and it definitely is like when you're filming at night, especially like it's beautiful, mm-hmm. and you see all the stars, and it's so like expansive and just huge, and you're just like, oh my god. The the desert is a character in the story. It is. Yes. So it was really important to kind of find the right desert. I also saw a bunch of deserts. Did you know? Like this isn't the right one. <laughs> Until we did, and then the acting one was beautiful yeah. but yeah mm-hmm. we did like process trailer day we did so much um up in that desert and how did you find the two kids who starred it? i did a open call mm-hmm. uh i wanted to see as many kids as possible like non-actors as well just because i think i love authenticity in right. all forms and there's there's a gentleness that i think that non-actors bring to a screen um were they were those two are non-actors right they so Mac they had acted before okay. somewhere, but these were both of their first starring roles. Okay. So um, I never feel like they were acting. Like well, they both weren't. of them were you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. they're just so but to me when I see that, I see you. I'm like the director knows how to talk to them to get them to just be. I think I said this yeah. in an earlier conversation with you. It's mm-hmm. like it got to the point where they trusted me so much where it's like I could have asked them to do anything and they right. would have done it. I mm-hmm. believe it. So it was like building that relationship with them and making them feel safe mm-hmm. uh, was most important to me because mm-hmm. I think in that you could like nurture what their performance is. Right. And it worked. And they were beautiful <laughs> and they showed up with so much love and so much passion and you see it on screen. They, everybody talks about movies as a labor of love, and like to me, this was a labor of passion that attracted a lot yeah. of love. Ooh, so production was like beautiful. Ah, oh, it's magical. That. You're gonna love it. No, it I love that. So beautiful. I remember telling Gina, I was like in tears talking to her. I mean, it was just so pretty. And I told my husband, I said, "You're gonna love it because he loved Latin movies." I said, "You're gonna love this movie because it is so cute." Thank you. you it's know, really sweet. It's I want so it. has so much heart. Thank you. you. Know? That was most important to me. And everybody... Tell every, everybody what's it about. Tell everybody. It's about two... Again, I feel like everybody knows. But it's, <laughs> a, it's about two young men named Aristotle and Dante in 1987, El Paso. Um, height of the AIDS epidemic. And there's so much around them. Mm-hmm. And they somehow <clears throat> meet each other and create this beautiful relationship that becomes fantastical. But it's also really difficult. And to me, it's like about sort of missing the love around you and how like the trauma around you that's not even yours also like affects the way you move in the world right oh, and meeting yeah. that one person that unlocks magic for you right mm-hmm. so that's it's, it's what it's about it's so cute i mean I, that's just the best word i use it just has yeah. so i much i appreciate art. that word <laughs> to me it i was, mean it like not no like i get cute. it i mean it's just so i want yeah. i want people to describe it as like yeah. cute and soft and right. gentle because that was what was most important mm-hmm. was to taking like a latino narrative and just finding the softness in right. it because mm-hmm. often our stories are so violent or so niche or so like um not what it really is yes you yeah. know yeah so I but want that was all around them yeah all that other negative trauma shit that's going on but the two of them had just this beautiful and and even if they didn't end up you know in the end you still saw this friendship between two that was boys. Yes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That we know exists in real life, right? With many people that are that close. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that, it, it was to me, a lot of people are like, oh, it's like queer, it's this. And like, sure, because it's like two boys that have a romantic relationship. Right. But it was about two people that sort of unlock something special. And <clears> like, I, before every screen, I'm like, 
um, the, finding love in the most unexpected ways is like, or being open to it and understanding that is like discovering the secrets of the universe, right? right? And I think that's what the movie's about. Yeah, I love to watch it. Like, absolutely would love if to. If I had a link, I would send it to you. Yeah, as soon as you do, please. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I, It'll like, be out. Where's it going to be out? It's going to be out everywhere. So I, it's going to screen in the U.S. at a film festival. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is out on Monday, and I don't know when they're announcing. Mm-hmm. So that film festival is happening in January, and mm-hmm. then it'll be out, I think, next year at some point. Okay. I'm not sure date yet. Yeah, because I know you guys are, I thought you guys were trying to, trying to get distribution for it or something. We, yeah. Um, I, I, know you I hesitate to say <clears throat> I want to, but there's, there's conversations happening. Okay, so awesome. there's news happening yeah. soon. What yeah. is that process like for trying to get, because if it's, you know, like distribution to that when it's already been through like all these other hoops right before. That's the indie sort of like model for a lot of people. So mm-hmm. we had a couple of offers and then we decided to go gamble on ourselves and sort of like go with an indie producer mm-hmm. uh, and financier and then we took it to we got it we were invited to a really big film festival that you mentioned but like I wouldn't have been ready to show it then okay. so I waited I finished the film which took a lot longer than we all thought and then it just screened in September in Toronto oh my gosh so it had its world premiere at TIFF oh, and so there you hope that like someone will <clears> buy <throat> it but I think right now like the market's really weird and there's like a, a lot of hesitation to like kind of like throw down on something mm-hmm. so but luckily you know things are working out yeah without saying too much let me let me ask you something so anthony and i were talking earlier before you got here and he's more interested in film than he is in tv yes mm-hmm. let's talk about things that he could be gearing himself for now now that you got the short he's about to finish like things he should be preparing himself for are you a writer as well yes so yeah. i like to write my own stories and then i like to direct um I, I'm just I've always loved to write my mom's actual librarian and so very very young she'd always bring back books and I think that's actually what got me into writing right yeah. and so she'd always kind of do that and then from there I kind of developed that a lot more I was sharing with um, I was sharing with Hilliard that the stories I kind of like to write are very much social impact and asking the question like what is human so you know think you know stories from like Toni Morrison like Philip Roth um, stuff like that and so you know for this one it's the undergraduate about a student dealing with mental health and the objective really is to develop it into a feature and we're hoping after we get into some of these film festivals that like you said like when there's eyes on it eventually hoping to get it developed into a feature but I guess kind of like my question to that is um, kind of like what like how do I prepare for that because that is definitely that would be a very new stage in my life that I've never experienced and if I'm being honest it's scary Pre- prepare for writing it or like the development process or yeah, the, the development. response to it. Development. I think start doing that work on your own, right? So okay. you have something to kind of like, even if it's just like jotting down ideas or like breaking a story of what it could look like. Because when people start asking you like, what do you see the short being, which will happen. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to say like, what does a feature look like? So like have that sort of in your back pocket and it could be loose, but like some sort of structure of like what a feature, like what, what a, expanding on the story that you already have would be. Um, I think personally, like I get it and I love your heart and passion for just film, but I wouldn't limit yourself because like the TV space is beautiful. Yeah. That's what I was That's just true. talking about. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so expansive. <clears throat> it's consistent. It's really wonderful to collaborate with other writers and also like writing to me was my way in. Mm-hmm. So, like, I will always be a writer first as much as I love directing and I'm attached to a bunch of projects now. Yeah. And, like, 
I can't wait. And there are other people's products because I used to say, like, I only want to direct what I write. But, <laughs> yeah. but, like, I've read some wonderful material that mm-hmm. I've become really passionate about. And when you're in that position, you sort of make it your own, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like now they've become my passion projects, even if I haven't written them, because yep. I'm going to build the world around it. Yep. Yeah. So it's, um, I think, be open to where what 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 comes your way mm-hmm. you know but like as far as specifically your short and how to do that like definitely have an idea of like what that would look like when you start expanding on that because yeah, it did happen for some of the like whiplash like that was a short so yeah i feel like you're you're looking at those yeah. kind of models which is great yeah yeah I, and I, I think that's the thing is there's so many different ways it, it could go yeah and you know it's like even though like that whiplash it's crazy actually damien chazelle came to usc yesterday mm-hmm. to our class oh, cool. um he premiered babylon oh really? um which thoughts but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's um you know it's definitely he spoke a little bit about that and i definitely think like that's one model i'm looking at but at the same time i recognize like there are so many different ways it can go and to not, I guess, like limit myself as to, oh, if it if it isn't this way, then like we can't do it. Yeah, Absolutely. that's. I'm happy you said that. Yeah, is it like, easy though to make that transition from film to TV into film? Because I feel like a lot of kind of what we've been taught, at least earlier in school, it's like people are on their one track, whether it's in film or television. I hate that so much. And once they're established, so then they switch. No, that's such bullshit. Okay, <laughs> like I did. I wrote for TV and then I made a movie yep. and it's like, it's the same medium. Oh, right? exactly. And it's, it's, TV, it's the same thing. Like they, it, I wouldn't limit how you approach it and you could approach it with what feels true to you, right? Yeah. Which is how I always approach any project that I'm working on. Right. So when I t- was working in TV, it was always character first and like, how do you build on that? And those were my pitches. Those were my strengths. You know, like always mm-hmm. character based, and mm-hmm. like the the wonderful part of like being in a collaborative room is that you start building on each other's ideas. You know, yeah. Right. I was telling him about, you know, <clears throat> being prepared, and I'm sure you you've dealt with this even in your short films. When you're finished, somebody's coming up to you going, "Girl, what what do you, what are you gonna do with that? Yeah. And what's next?" Yes. Mm-hmm. So I was telling him, even just having that, I want to make this into a feature. To me, it still isn't enough. Like, yeah. I still got to be like, I want to do this and. And even yeah. having, like, I could see this person in this role. I would love to take this. Like, they love yep. to hear that because yeah. it means that you have, like, a hold. And it obviously it develops and it changes. But, like, there's a, an easier trust right. that there's a vision. And so they lean in a little bit with more confidence because yeah. mm-hmm. you're confident. And that's key. Yeah. So, like, having, when you say, like, having a feature kind of isn't enough, like, do you mean also, like, other stories or yes. other, like, IPs to develop? Yeah. Just, just other, even just other, right? Like she said, it doesn't have to be fully fleshed out. Mm-hmm. It could be, you know, I'm thinking about doing a story about a woman who goes to the moon. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about doing another story about, you know, but it still might be in the same themes of things that you like to do. Correct. You know what I mean? Okay. No, it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. And like for me, I'm not genre specific. Like I don't it's just because I refuse to kind of name. I want to do like YA movies, or <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'm open because my lens will always be my lens, and yeah. so whatever the genre is, I could come at it that way, you mm-hmm. know. But if there's a book you read, I read this book that's about this that I love. Like I'm, it, that would be something I'd be interested in to like expanding on, you know? Yeah, just I like ideas. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the more ideas you have, the more like cool you seem. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. And it, and it sounds like you have a future. Exactly. You know what I mean? Especially when That's you the goal. when you when you start dealing with these agents and managers, they want to know can they make money on you? Yeah. So you want to come with? I got all these things I'm planning to do over as soon as I can. I'm doing this. And I'm doing this. And I'm doing this. So they could be like, 
oh, he only has this one movie. They exactly. don't want that. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be that one trick. You want to be like, I got a bunch of shit up under me. You know, Even I mean? like scripts yeah. that you started writing and are dead to you now, like those could be ideas that you have in your back pocket yep. that like a really good producer could help you develop and expand on to making something dope that you didn't yep. even know could exist, you know? So yeah. like those are ideas that you probably already have. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like the, I guess, kind of from my perspective, uh, what can be difficult about film and trying to get into it because it's so much like you're in, from my, you're in it though yeah I agree you're like, there stop, say, stop looking at it like it's out <laughs> Is there it? but like, like I, I just feel like it's a door and like you you just know for a fact you're like, in the oh door. I'm in it like Someone I got into deadline hold on like, hold so, on let me, let me just back something up this is something that I don't know if he was clear on he was interning at a company and is one of the only people they saved and okay, gave him a job so it. now he's <laughs> developing and reading scripts and all this other stuff and then was like, I'm going to write the script and submit it to him out the blue. Nobody told him to do it. You see what I mean? And now he it. got produced. You're in it. You're in it. Okay, I'll Stop take it. Stop saying you're not in it. Okay, <laughs> then you're it, always, it's it. the chase, yes. right? And something yeah. else is that there's never a landing. Like you're you externalizing and being like, I want to be in it. I want to walk through those doors. Mm-hmm. You're already in it. It's yep. like, how do you keep moving through it? Mm-hmm. Right? It's not like, oh, I'm going to be in a writer's room. I made it. I'm going to make this yeah. movie. I made it. Like, that's not a real thing, no. which okay. gave me a lot of freedom. Okay. So it was like, oh, I made a movie and now I want to make another movie. Exactly. And I want to make I want to make that movie better than I made my first movie. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, how do you keep building and expanding and becoming better and always learn? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so, I have writers yeah. always going, I just want to be in a writer's room. I'm like, that's not enough. No. Because you're going to do it in 20 weeks is over. Then what you going to do? Bitch? Yeah, you know what yes. I mean? That yeah. was a real way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. And sometimes you sit and wait. Like, I'm working on developing a lot of stuff, but, like, I'm not getting paid right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? That's so reality. That's a reality yeah. of the industry. Mm-hmm. And it's, you, yeah, you think you always have to have a back pocket, and I'm learning that, like, in real time. <clears throat> Yes. Right. So there is no one just like singular moment where like, oh, boom, I've made it. I no. mean, not, no, no, not even okay. when you're Damien Chazelle. Yeah. You know? He okay. still doesn't believe he's made it. He still <laughs> thinks he's got some shit to do. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you think you made it, you're fucked. You're in it. And that's yeah. where you want to yes. be. You just want to be in it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's this this time next year, you're going to be in a whole different position because now you have something to send people. Correct. You have... Uh, uh, I always used to say tape because I'm old. <laughs> you have, yeah. you, VHS. Not you, know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you have receipts of something you've done that a fairly big company paid for. You didn't pay for no. That's I was just going to say that. That you know? was not your money. No, it was not. Of, a lot of Somebody invested in your money. writing. I could not afford it. <laughs> and allowed you to direct it. Yeah. So you're a step ahead of a lot of people that have the dream. Yep. So like you're in it. And I, I encourage you to continue to say, I'm a filmmaker, not I want to be a filmmaker. I'm a director. I don't want to be a director. Facts. You are. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I, I think, you know, it's so, especially kind of where I'm from, it's it's so like, oh, like I'm, I'm still aspiring. I'm still aspiring until like I've made it to like XYZ point. Like I'm always aspiring and it can be hard sometimes to take a step back, but like, no, like the progress that I have made is still, you know, equally as justifiable and validated. Be in that, be in that, because that's worthy of celebration and don't ever let where you're from or your identity hold you back or define you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're here, you expanded out of that already. So like, yeah. Yeah, where you're from is actually part of your superpower. You don't know it yet. Yes. As you get older, you realize. So I say I hate Miami, Mm -hmm. but I love Miami because Miami is a part of me. Right. Mm -hmm. And like for a long time, I rejected it in my writing. And as Mm -hmm. soon as I embraced it, it got me into the standards. So I often say this, make your ugly your superpower. 
Bang. The thing you hate about that's yourself a t-shirt. is the thing that. <laughs> that's some shit. No, that's I like that. That's, that's the like, quote. Yes. It's, it's true, though. Like, yeah. Everything, my transness was something that I hated about myself, mm-hmm. and I never thought it was what welcomed, helped me welcome abundance because I was able to walk into With a her gorgeous self. Tell me she wear it. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so many things, like mm-hmm. being from Miami, it like opened doors for me, all of it. Because that's what I know, and it's like cliche to say that, but it's like, how do you write what you know your own way? Yeah. I had the same experience, you know, when I got one of my big jobs was when I was in a meeting with a producer and he was telling me about growing up in New York and going to CBGBs and I was like, what'd you know about punk rock? And he went, oh, I know a lot. And I was like, well, what if I tell you about me? And I went in and he was like, oh shit, dude, you're deep. Who got the job? Right? And he said when I was done, you should always lead with that. I want to hear that story about where you're from because now I know you're not, excuse my phrase, a typical brother from the hood. You're the the guy in dope. You're the outsider guy. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So once I did that, everything turned. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's it. And that's another thing. And I I feel like, yeah, this is important as you go on. Connect with people on a human level. Mm -hmm. Because if you're in the room, they already like you're writing. They're like you're directing. Connect. You're going to be working with these people, and like that's most important. All the work stuff always comes, and it's always there. But like, can I be in a room for a year with this person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we don't even really, we rarely even talk about your work that much. No, we talk about you. Yeah. Okay. Because, like she said, we've already read you. Yeah. You know, unless you do some shit like she did in her script, where it just moves you, you can't help but talk about. It. Yeah. That's a good sign. Yeah, you know, what so I mean? sweet. She, she know I like her writing now. I'm gonna no, find some shit for you. you. I love, yeah. you. I love when that happens. Yeah. I love when people talk about the writing, but I also really want to get to know the person because yeah. mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I'm gonna have to be in a room with you, yes. be in a Zoom with you, and like we're gonna. There's gonna be difficult conversations that we're not. Can we get through it together? You know. Yeah. The um <clears throat> the thing that I want to add also is um you gotta look at things like this. I. When you were talking about where you're from, you've already taught yourself to say, I'm from like, you know, just east of, you know, Palm Springs, that place over there in the dirt. But I would go into the dirt. Yeah. I would tell us about the dirt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I would say, you know, I grew up in the type of place where, you know, there was only 130 of us at school. Yeah. You know, I was the one who was the quiet one sitting in the corner. Whatever the I fuck was the, the thing weirdo is, that was looking yes. at everybody yeah. which I have a feeling. Yes. <laughs> and like no yeah. one understood me, but it didn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. It's like here I am and like Now I'm getting to know you. Now yeah. I'm like, "Oh, there's a character on this show that we're doing. He probably could write that." Yes. That's what I start That's doing. Yeah. But when you just say, "Forget, I'm not going to tell you all that. I don't know anything about you except for the fact that you got away." Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. You see what I mean? No, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're like, this is the crash course. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> I'm to make it. <laughs> no, I, like, I feel like I'm in class again. I love it. That's what's up. And I appreciate you allowing me to have them sit in. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, I know we're talking you. about you, but, you know, sometimes, you know, but, it's But talking ways. about me is talking about him. Yeah. So. Yeah. And no, I, I really appreciate it. Like, it's, yeah. I feel like I'm learning a lot right now, and I love that. There's not a lot of us, you know, yeah. especially, mm-hmm. like, Latinos. Yeah. Like, we just need to keep making room for ourselves. Yeah. No one's going to do it. Exactly. Exactly. We, we were talking about that, too, right? Of, like, it, it said so much, especially at school, of, like, oh, people were saying, oh, it's now more than ever, anybody can make it. And like, oh, there's more opportunity more than ever. And it's like, it's not true. It's not. It's no. just not. And that's the hard reality of yes. it. Yeah. So, exactly. I, yeah, I think, you know, like, 
working together like that and staying together like that's how we make i often talk about that because i feel like the latino community is a little further behind because of the, all the things i said at the beginning mm-hmm. which yeah. is like the colorism and the divide and the sort of competition and this scarcity mentality that we kind of like have to have yeah right? and it's um not it doesn't have to be that way you know and i think it's also generational and so i try to yes yeah. i think it's important to um just like exist you know right, like, yeah. and right. and joy is an act of radical resilience too, yes. and like we're allowed to have joy too <laughs> yeah <laughs> i agree well um h thank you so much for hanging out with us thank you i appreciate you you know, got nothing but love. I feel like we've known each other forever. I don't know what it is. Some reason I just could be myself with you. You know what I mean? Good. So, That's yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> That's what I wanted to. <laughs> you always smell that out, you know? Yeah, when people sure. are like inauthentic. That's another thing, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a mile away. They, they be doing extra. Yeah. It's always like some shit. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah. Do you have any last things you want to ask the beautiful? <laughs> um, I think, I guess... Uh, Oh, that's a really good question. I don't know. Well, I, let me, I think, let, let's play it like this. Yeah. So you're about to go on the film festival circuit. Any yes. advice that way? Okay, that actually, yes. Um, going into kind of this film festival circuit, you mentioned how like you're able to meet a lot of people at Sundance and at these other festivals. How do you recommend um, for filmmakers such as myself who are kind of getting into this world to network at these film festivals and to really take advantage of this opportunity? Allow yourself to have fun. Okay. That's yeah. that's it's Thanks. really like the work has been done. It was already painful. You're there, and then like it, it goes back to connecting on a human level. And if you're connecting on a human level, you don't know who you're talking to mm-hmm. when you go to these things. And if you're just having fun and enjoying and loving it and getting wanting genuinely getting <clears throat> to know people, that's how connections and networks happen. Yeah, it's and not like I have a movie and here's my thing and yes. like that helps. Yeah. But it's, those people win the audience award because they did it, not it, because the movie was correct. great. Correct. Yeah. But yes. like the long lasting sort of like dynamics and relationships that you're gonna build is by like enjoying yourself and going to like everywhere you're invited to and saying yes to all of it and just like really being present mm-hmm. in it and not thinking about the results of like what this could do for my career yep. what is this move where is this movie gonna go because you're gonna miss out on the whole thing yep. yeah and i would i would add give back so when i was doing the festival circuit back in the day i would go meet anthony and be like what, what, what's your film and you tell me oh that's dope when time yes. what time is that yeah oh i'm, I'm gonna come yes People yes. don't go there. Bitches be like, oh, they I'm coming. Don't, yeah. Then you see them later on and they're like, oh, I had to go to blah, blah, blah. I was yeah. busy. Yeah. Go if you can. If right? you can, go. Support. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. That's, I made a friend that way in Toronto. Absolutely. She came to my film, but I really couldn't go to her film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> You're like, I swear. We, Sometimes like, you can't. But yeah. we have fr- we ha- we're friends now because mm-hmm. of that. We also connected at a brunch and it was just like talking, engaging. Like, yes. I want to know. Like, I, I it suck. You get tired of talking about yourself, so you really genuinely want to listen about yeah. other mm-hmm. people's story. Yeah. But, but you are there to promote your film. Yeah. So you do want to get the biggest audience possible to come see... <clears throat> and that is where if you do your thing right like after sometimes at the festivals you get up and you say a little something about your film yes if your actors there or whoever you might introduce them <clears throat> and that is your chance to watch the other films and be like wow dude that dp i'm gonna work with them yes and yes. then even if they're not there in the audience you go to the director and be like hey would you connect me with that that dude was dope or that woman was dope whoever it is and next thing you know your roster starts to grow mm-hmm. and you work with them you know what i mean because you saw their work 
Yeah. And now that's, it's so much easier yes. with Instagram and stuff. So you can yeah. Like LinkedIn. In, yeah. Yes. yeah. LinkedIn? No, LinkedIn we're taught super heavy what? to use. They do. Yeah, I don't have do. LinkedIn. Do really? you have LinkedIn? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh. It's it's like an executive type. Well, it has been. I don't have a link. Like every executive. Working out just fine. <laughs> <laughs> all those executives, Gina, CNG meetings on, they're all on there. Yeah. You know sure. what I mean? Uh, okay. Instagram's <laughs> more fun. I will say Instagram's a lot more fun, but yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. You taught me something. I'm not going to go open a LinkedIn now. <laughs> so, yeah, I might not need to. You kids today. <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm like, I want to know more. It would be off mic. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Um, anyway, well, thank you. I thank appreciate you. you this was Good so to see fun. You. I was scared to come on because I say too much. So I, think, <laughs> I think I was okay. I know. I'll be getting people to talk. Don't I? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, what shit am I going to talk about? But I didn't. <laughs> no, no. You were, I think it was fairly safe. Yeah. And um, thank you too, Anthony. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Yeah. Um, where can people follow you? Are you on Instagram, Twitter? Anything? Yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram at Anthony underscore Aliasi, but I'd rather you follow my film page. It's called The Undergraduate Film. Okay. Um, that's on Instagram. That's where we're posting all of our updates, stuff like that. Um, that's when we'll post kind of when we're doing like trailers, test screenings, and yeah. So definitely follow or, <laughs> You can follow him on it. LinkedIn <laughs> or LinkedIn that's got to grow those <laughs> connection counts yeah. <laughs> Either those. and where are you at sis where can people follow you oh I um, I think I exclusively use Instagram okay. so it's my name H Alberto A-I-T-C-H yeah out there taking cute photos and stuff like she pretty look at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well it's a, it's also like i want people to it's the de demystifying you know yeah, and like allowing yourself to exist yeah. beyond what people define you as i think that's um that's another t-shirt that's dope mm -hmm. um well thank you appreciate you coming through thank hanging you. out with me um i see nothing but just amazing things for you thank you, you know and if i can help it we gonna work on something. Well, something yeah. Something's coming up. Don't, aren't we working on something? <laughs> well, yeah, you know that. Oh, well, At least yeah, 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 seven yeah, years yeah. from yes, now, but yes. we are working on something. <laughs> yeah. You know the process, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, thank you again for coming. Everybody joining me for Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. Yes. Um, when I get to that part. So um, thank you guys. I am Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram. I say Twitter like I'm cool, by the way. Yeah. Um, Facebook, everything, just my name, Hilliard Guest. I'm glad you go by your name. Yes. I hate when people are like, I'm a writer at such and such. I'm like, bitch, I don't remember your name. <laughs> no, <laughs> no it's just my name. Keep it simple. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you guys can find me everywhere. Please follow the show, screenwritersrr.com. Go on our website, T-shirts and sh hats and all that bullshit on there. Um, support the show. We have a Patreon page. <clears throat> um, Chris will be back, like I said, next week. And um, I think something else going on, something else going on. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Anyway, mm. I hope it. What? No. Oh, no. So. I, th I hope everybody had a lovely Thanksgiving, and uh, we will see you guys soon. Everybody joining me. Y'all know how we do it on the rant room. On the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what everybody. What kind of forever? forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Peace, y'all. I'ma say what I feel, and I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the rant room. Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerd has got no time.